1: Palestinian terrorism is alive and well. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Well, usually um, on this podcast, I talk about ISIS and Al-Qaeda and that kind of terrorism. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about Palestinian terrorism, which which is indeed alive and well, as we have just recently seen by the stabbing murder of Ari Fold, who is a, uh, who was an American Israeli. Um, He was recently, just before, in fact, just before the Jewish high holidays, um, he was, murdered in. um well first of all let me tell you a little bit about him he describes himself on twitter as a marketer and a social media consultant quote when not defending israel by exposing the lies and strengthening the truth he was he was stabbed by a palestinian terrorist uh, at a shopping mall in gush etzion a settlement south of jerusalem He was born in Queens, which is where I was raised. He's a father of four. He died from his wounds, but not before he chased down his assailant and stopped him from stabbing um, any other people. He was only 45 years old. Now, he was very, um, he was very dedicated to Israel. He he was a Zionist, essentially, Um, and He, I've watched some of his, after he died, I I hadn't heard of him before, but after he died, um, I, you know, did research about him on the internet and I came across some videos that he made. And yes, he was absolutely dedicated, not only to Israel in general, but he was dedicated to um, the concept that these settlements, the area that the settlements are on is the Israeli settlements, belong to Israel and um, needless to say that would be something that would enrage the Palestinians. Uh, he lived in one of the settlements um, but but he actually it's said that he was that he was respected uh, by people <laughs> from from all different um, from all, all sides, you know, uh, obviously within, within limits. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there were lots of people who, who was, felt strongly about the other side and didn't, didn't, maybe not, maybe, well, didn't respect him, didn't, uh, wanted him to die, basically, and that's kind of what happened. So um, he was standing in the parking lot of this shopping center, this shopping mall, and um, he was stabbed in the back by this terrorist. Um, and he, before he was bleeding, you know, profusely bleeding, but he ran after the terrorist, and um, he shot him. He carried a gun, and he shot him. And the, um, the also another, there was another civilian nearby who also shot the terrorist, uh, then the terrorist collapsed, well, well the <laughs> fold collapsed also, and but he was trying to prevent a larger attack by the terrorist. And um, he was taken to a hospital called Shah Zedek in Jerusalem. He was in critical condition. And then after about an hour, he was pronounced dead. Meanwhile, the terrorist was also taken to a hospital and he was, um, he is still alive. Now, at the time uh, of this incident, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, wrote on social media, In the name of every citizen of Israel, I send my condolences to the family of Ari Fold, who was murdered today in a terrorist attack in Gush Etzion. With his last strength, Ari fought heroically against the terrorist and prevented a greater tragedy. Ari was a wonderful father to four children. He was an advocate for Israel who fought to spread the truth about Israel. May his memory be a blessing. Yes, in his in the video that I saw, um, you know, he he was definitely very passionate about what he believed, and you know, certainly I could see why he that would have inflamed um, people who didn't believe the same way. But he, you could also see in this video that he was he was a very a very sincere man a very um a, a good man i mean someone who um who loved you know who wasn't who wasn't uh doing or saying what he was saying just to be uh you know like a strong political it wasn't so much political as it was love that he came from uh he was a well-known, so he had both citizenship in Israel and in the U.S. Uh, he lived in Efrat, which was is a settlement, and he was a well-known figure and in the uh, pro-Israel advocacy world and a member of Efrat's counter-terrorism rapid response team, which is undoubtedly why he was carrying a gun. Um, he was also planning, he was planning, you know, it's, it's so, it's, when people... When people are cut down, when they when they're in the midst of having these uh, passionate plans, reaching their their dreams, it's particularly sad. Um, he was supposed to have launched a new website in English to talk about these things that he believes in, and he was also planning on coming to uh, doing a tour of the United States in November to talk about again, what he believed in and, and trying to get people to, um, to understand what this was all about. Um, he, after this, the Israeli military carried out house-to-house search- searches in the terrorist um, village, and, uh, which was near Hebron. And they questioned his relatives, they confiscated work permits, and his home is being mapped for demolition, which is what Israel, uh, you know, it's controversial to some, but it's a practice that Israel uh, does in order to deter potential attackers. Now, the same time that Israel is um, confiscating work permits and uh, demolishing homes of terrorists, the Palestinians are giving money to these terrorists. And I'm going to be talking to you more about that. Um, there's a, there was a, a, a blog post written by one of his friends. It's called Mourning the Murder of My Friend, Ari Fold. Uh, it's a very, very touching post, blog post. And particularly, it's... Um, the, particularly the end of it is very poignant. So I'll read it to you. As I type this and as you read this, the 17-year-old Palestinian who stabbed Ari is being treated in in an Israeli hospital by a doctor who was Ari's friend. That's uh, an irony. The terrorist will have a trial and be put in jail. He will be fed three meals a day he will read, watch TV, and as a reward for murdering Ari, he and his family will be paid a monthly stipend by the Palestinian Authority, funded courtesy of the UK government and other EU states. His family will visit him, and maybe one day he will be released as part of a peace deal or prisoner exchange. Ari's family will never see him again, other than by watching. Numerous videos he made in support of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Fund, advocating for Israel, or his final act, shooting a terrorist, even when mortally wounded. He believed with all his body and soul that Israel was the land of the Jewish people. If nothing, and she ends the uh, blog post with, if nothing else, we should take this message with us and work to see the humanity, the godly, in every human being even when we vehemently disagree. Well, um, when we come back, I will be talking more about um, Ari and um, also about the the financial aspect of this, because it really, um, you know, the, the, uh, this story is not just about the murder of one man by a Palestinian authority, a Palestinian terrorist. Uh, his, by the way, his name was Khalil Youssef Ali Jabarin. Um, but it's also, there's also a, if you follow the financial trail behind this, it also has more significance. So when we come back, we will get into that and particularly how the US is involved.
0: You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to The Terrorist Therapist Show. Uh, we have been talking about the murder, the recent murder of an American Israeli killed, uh, stabbed to death by a Palestinian terrorist. The American's name was Arifold. And the terrorist, the murderer, is Khalil Youssef Ali Jabarin. And now, um, aside from this being a devastating loss, he was considered an Israeli hero. He came from, from, you know, I, I relate to this in particular, since I grew up in Queens, um, and he came from Queens. He was, his love of Israel was so strong that he went there. Uh, he, to, to help, um, the world basically, um, understand Israel's point of view, understand what the settlements were all about. He lived in a settlement and people who live in the settlements, um, are risking their life every day because of the Palestinian terrorists. Now, um, he he. Uh, oh, one thing that's kind of interesting is that this the the murderer uh, was, was a seventeen-year-old from a nearby village, and there are reports that his parents supposedly attempted to warn both Israeli soldiers and the Palestinian Authority security um, that their son wanted to perpetrate an attack. But um, this is, you know, I mean, you know how that's even with ISIS and Al Qaeda and so on, I've talked about how uh, the families always say how shocked they are and, you know, that so-and-so turned out to be a terrorist and whether it's a Palestinian terrorist or an ISIS terrorist, um, they of course defend their relative, although sometimes actually it goes the other way that they're proud. And in fact, um, even though the family is saying that they tried to warn Both Israel and the Palestinian Authority, Hamas uh, celebrated the murder. Uh, They said, uh, their spokesperson said, We welcome the stabbing attack. Um, Islamic Jihad praised the, quote, heroic stabbing, heroic stabbing. They called it a, quote, natural response to Jewish terror, aggression, and its crimes against Arabs, the land, and our holy places and they requested more attacks on settlers. They called for more attacks. Uh, the Palestinian Authority welcomed the attack. Now, here's where it gets interesting in terms of the financial aspect. Um, and again, there are, there are, you know, of course, the Palestinian Authority is somewhat disputing that, uh, that the family of the terrorist murderer uh, receive money already, but they're not disputing that he's going to be receiving money. So Jabarin, the the, the murderer, his family has received three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars from the Palestinian Authority, and if he receives a life sentence, that number will increase to one point seven million. Now that's an interesting thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> your your son or brother or some kind of relative. Um, kill somebody and you're hoping that they get a life sentence because then you're going to get 1.7 million dollars I don't know that they're hoping for that I'm just saying that it's a um, it would be a psychological <laughs> a conundrum um, but they do receive money as I'll tell you in a bit uh, they do receive money if for terrorists um, receive money Terrorists who are caught and are in Israeli jails receive, their families receive monthly stipends. Um, so they're, they're going to be receiving money, you know, besides the lump sum that they receive now, they're going to be receiving money as um, he is in an Israeli jail. So now um, there has been in, in, in the U.S. Um, certain uh, politicians have told American taxpayers that we should keep signing checks to the Palestinian governmental groups in order for them to not be violent. And they, they're they saying that terrorism is was driven by poverty and despair, and so if we pay the Palestinians, then terrorism will go away. Well, you know, yes, of course. Um, I mean, I agree that uh, that violent that um poverty and despair does make people more vulnerable to the terrorist ideology but in in and of itself it is not responsible um for terrorism and the idea that we can pay people to not be violent is pretty absurd and has been shown to be absurd over the years so now um (laughs) Obama was one of the people who tried to, uh, who, whose, whose philosophies and whose, you know, his time in office uh, continued this this um, trend of uh, paying Palestinians. You know, this this theory that that's how we can stop terrorism against Israel. We'll just uh, pay pay the Palestinians to stop. Um, and obviously, you know, all these years later, no, it has not stopped. And um, he wrote in his in his book Obama did Dreams for My Father. He said, "quote I know I have seen the desperation and disorder of the powerless. How it twists the lives of children on the streets of Jakarta or Nairobi. How easily they slip into violence and despair." Well, that that's true. You know, that part is true, but that is not what is. Uh, that 's not what made this murderer kill Ari Fault, whether he was uh, poor or not. Um, in fact, there have been studies that show that um, starting in, well in the late 1990s and on into this uh, part of the 21st century, there have been studies that show that terrorists are coming from a wider demographic range. And they include, they're not just the poor people, it includes university students, professionals, married men in their late 40s, and even young women. There was a 2001 poll that showed that among Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza, support for political violence was higher among professionals than laborers and and more common among people with high school educations than among the illiterate. So throwing money at the problem of terrorism, at least in Palestine and probably all over, actually, indeed all over, actually exacerbates it because they have more money to be able to uh, perpetrate terror. So um, signing checks to terrorist regimes means funneling more cash to terrorists. And that can be said to be true, it is true, of the government of Iran, the Palestinian Authority, Hamas, Hezbollah, or any of the other terrorist groups um, who are out to, um, to destroy the West and Israel. So what exactly does that mean? What have we been doing in terms of pain? First of all, it's called pay for, pay for pay for slay that is um it's the palestinian death cult pay for slay that's you know when they when the uh, palestinian authority has the practice of paying terrorists to kill israelis um that that is essentially been been uh, called the pay for slay program and um they pay these families they call it a martyr's fund and even though uh, this particular martyr hasn't died, this current murderer, um, he's still he still will be getting this money. And then they get a monthly salary of three hundred and ninety dollars um, while the son is in is in jail, in Israeli jail. And uh, in 2017, the Palestinian Authority paid out nearly $350 million in, to these people, to these terrorists um, who have been perpetrating terror in Israel. Now, fortunately, um, there, this, has, this current regime in the United States, this current president and in in Congress uh, have been trying to put a stop to this flow of money from American taxpayers into terrorist hands um, uh, via the Palestinian Authority. And I will explain that better when we come back.
0: You've been listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. This is Renegade talk radio renegade talk radio now back to the terrorist therapist show on renegade talk radio with your host dr carol
1: welcome back before the break we've been talking about um the money issue and what the murder the stabbing of um an american israeli Ari Fold, um by a palestinian terrorist what that has to do, or what that reveals, what that's making, what that's making us look at, in terms of um, the money flow from America uh, and other countries. I mean, you heard in that blog post written by a friend of Ari, she was talking about uh, the UK and the European Union. That money was flowing to the Palestinians from them as well. I mean, I, it's it's um, you know I know I know I am not. <laughs> I I am not under a rock, and I do realize, I mean, the UN is a great example of the anti-Semitism and anti-Israel feelings that are going on around the world. Uh, It's not that that's a shock. It's just that, uh, actually, as I'm going to conclude today with what is kind of a shock is how much of that is going on in our own colleges in America. But I digress. (laughs) Let me get back to the money. Um, okay. At least there is hope. <laughs> there, is, there are some positive things to report here. Um, and that is that, the, that Trump, President Trump and, uh, and Congress um, have been doing some things to stem the tide of our tax, taxpayer money to the Palestinians, which then goes to fund the terrorists um, against Israel. So there was uh, enacted something called the Taylor Force Act. It was named for another US citizen who was killed by Palestinian terror. And that uh, act has stopped the flow of American taxpayer uh, money to the Palestinian Authority's civilian programs. So at least we can you know, we can feel that we are not uh, underwriting the Palestinian Authority slush fund as much that pays these stipends that I was just talking about to terrorists, Palestinian terrorists, who are their family members if they're dead uh, and imprisoned or injured, like the one who murdered Ari Fault. So um, Washington was spending $200 million dollars if that, well, that is, I mean, actually, Washington was spending more, but $200 million was the amount of Palestinian Authority aid funding that President Trump slashed last month. So, uh, you know, that we, we, we saved, I mean, you know, obviously, that's not, that, that um, presumably isn't all of it, but at least it's a beginning. Um, and he, it was, you know, they took the money away from an agency that financially induced uh, Palestinians to murder Israelis. And uh, the budget, I mean, that's 200,000, which, I mean, 200 million, which is definitely a big, um, a big dent in their budget, but the, the, their, the Palestinian authorities uh, pay to slave budget Ranges from 50 million to 350 million annually So if we any amount of that bill that we pay with taxpayer American taxpayer money is basically paying terrorists to kill Americans um, And as I was talking about earlier, you know that is not um, the idea of, of paying uh, Palestinians to um, make them not commit terrorism, it doesn't work. Now, before I, I talk about uh, some things going on in America, uh, besides the fact that we have been paying all this money funding the Palestinian Authority terrorists, Um, There's something else that that I am actually shocked about that I'll I'll talk to you about, but I just want to, um, you know, I want to mention one other thing about this uh, murder of R.A. Fold. Uh, And I I would suggest that you um, uh, Google him and try to find some of his clips, as I did, um, his videos about um, about his beliefs. Now, you certainly may not agree with him, but you certainly can see how heartfelt what he was saying uh, was. That it didn't come from um, it didn't come from rhetoric. You know, it, and he was obviously a very smart, learned man. It did, he wasn't talking. <laughs> he wasn't just talking from heart. He knew what he was talking about. He was very smart. Um, and he, you know, I mean, he had, he has devoted his life to this. So he studied the whole history of Zionism. I mean, that's that is the problem, folks. <laughs> you know, um, people are no one. People are not. People don't, for the most part. Like, if you go to a college campus, as I'm about to talk about, um, and you ask people about the history of Israel, and the history of Palestine, and the history of, of um, these Palestinian terrorists. Uh, you know, you will see that, in fact, these lands, well, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> That's a whole, that's a subject for a whole other thing. But, it, but, I mean, you know, Israel is not just trying to increase itself willy-nilly. Um, historically, these lands really do believe, belong to Israel. And that was what Ari Fold and other people try to teach. But it's a very, to be honest, it's a very long and complicated history. And um, the patience of the American um, psyche, attention span, is five seconds. So um, no one wants to sit there to listen to what happened in this, you know, in 1967 or before that, or, you know, going back centuries even. So so people sort of talk out of, they react out of just emotion when they don't really know the full story. And that is a big problem. So... um, but I, I just wanted to mention one other thing in regard to Ari that um, I don't, it, it has not come out yet and it probably won't until his trial. Hopefully it will at some point because um, I, I, it, is not, it hasn't been reported as to whether um, the murderer the terrorist was specifically um, uh, aiming, knew who Ari fold was and had set out particularly to kill him or whether he just recognized him as a Jew, as an Israeli, and that's why he murdered him. So in other words, was it a random, Ari is unfortunately still dead and it's not gonna bring him back, but it would just be interesting to know whether this was just a random killing of an Israeli uh, or whether it was um, a symbolic killing because they chose him in particular because they knew that he was a very outspoken Zionist. So that will undoubtedly um, come out at the trial or hopefully come out at the trial. Now, the thing that I wanted to, and I'm just going to have a a moment to um, just to begin to bring this to your attention, but I will be talking about this in a future podcast. Um, There, you may know, and I had some general idea (laughs) about how there are anti-Zionist students In colleges around uh, America. And um, in particular, there's a report about an anti Zionist student group at the new school in New York, and they um, said that this terrorist the the American who was killed by the terrorist was quote was neither a victim nor a hero. Now. The, this is a group, basically an anti-Zionist group. Groups. There are groups like this growing on college campuses all over the United States. Um, they there are two hundred chapters on North American university campuses that promote the boycott, divestment, and sanctions. You may have heard of BDS, the boycott, divestment, and sanctions campaign that is looking to isolate israel until it abides by palestinian demands so in other words it legitimizes uh palestinian terrorism and it particularly um uh, sees as a as a model um as more heroic the the popular front for the liberation of of palestine popular front for the liberation of palestine pflp which has been designated as a terrorist organization by the u.s government but that doesn't seem to bother these students on these uh, campuses and uh, also it's been designated as a terrorist organization by the u.s and more than 30 other countries and it's killed scores of israeli citizens since it was established by the palestinian nationalists in 1967. since this this uh, pflp was established now <laughs> something that kind of um shocked me was that uh i mean i i had heard actually uh, about some of these things going very anti-semitic and anti-israel things going on at ucla um but and and you know it's hard to sort of divide make a distinction between anti-zionist and anti-semitism um but I had heard about some horrendous things, which I found hard to believe were happening at UCLA, but some horrendous uh, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel kinds of things. But now, come to find out, not only that these student groups, these 200 students' groups are, are growing and getting stronger and having more um, uh, more protests and more violence, actually, on campuses around the U.S., but... <laughs> This this organization um, is going to have its annual meeting at UCLA in November, an annual conference, and um, basically, when you look at what the uh, program is for this conference, it is extremely anti-Semitic and anti-Israel, and extremely violent. Uh, you know, while sort of hiding under. Um, I mean, it's not, it goes almost as far, it, it stops, sort of, just at the border between saying take a knife and go to the settlements and uh, attack an Israeli citizen um, like Ari Fold and like the Palestinian terrorist did. This is very scary. It is very scary when we fund terrorists, whether they're ISIS terrorists or Palestinian terrorists. And it is even scarier, really, when students at colleges um, are being are being um, provoked, are being uh, uh, stirred up by groups like um, these anti-Zionist uh, groups, and to the point where they have annual meetings, and to the point where I, somehow I just um, you know I have been a a um, a, uh, a, on the clinical faculty at UCLA for years, and uh, just to, to see that happening at essentially my school and I, and that's actually it 's my school in another way as well. I, I received a uh, master's in public health there after my m d so it's just it 's too close to home so i 'm telling you all this I know that there are some of you listening to this who are who are who don 't believe in Zionism or or um, you know, don't or who believe that these settlements on are on areas that don't belong to them. But um, I hope you will all certainly believe that nobody, including Ari Fold, um, Fold uh, be- should be murdered for their beliefs by a terrorist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient,
0: We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.